Thanks for clicking on this podcast episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Really do appreciate it if you've checked out the podcast before and listened to any of the episodes before as well. Again, thank you ever so much. You're a superhero in my eyes. And this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and RSS.com. So if you're listening to it on any of that, thank you, thank you again. Uh, Make sure as well to like the page on Facebook. Uh, Just search Joe Blogs About Films and you can find out and keep up to date with uh, every episode that is... uh, uploaded but right here on episode 30 we are discussing venom let there be carnage the sequel to the infamous first venom from 2018 which obviously divided a lot of people most people seem to not like it which is fair enough it is a little bit of a silly film but like i said on my previous podcast when we revisited it I really enjoyed it. I thought the first one was uh, just a bit of fun. Uh, yes, it was silly that the script wasn't exactly brilliant, but I just loved the uh, I loved the, say, the performance from Tom Hardy. I think he really, really did capture a great and portray, sorry, a fantastic Eddie Brock, especially since we had Topher Grace in Spider-Man Three, which just was a little bit meh. Um, so I, as I say, I really enjoyed the first one. So I've been really, you know, looking forward to the sequel, especially you know knowing after the post-credit scene of the first one that Carnage would be coming into um, yeah to the these films it's something that as as you know fans of superhero films it's like you know we've always wanted to see carnage on the screen so really you know to any glimpse you know we were kind of high like there was that hype about what carnage would look like his design there's always like some kind of alleged leak pictures that keep popping here there and everywhere on the internet um so yeah there was a lot of hype about what the design for carnage was um and yeah we're going to go over this film which is directed by andy circus and uh, the writers for this one were Tom Hardy himself, as well as Kelly Marcel, who did the screenplay. So both of those getting a writing credit. Great to see as well that Tom Hardy got a writing credit for this. Uh, Kelly Marcel as well uh, wrote, uh, was a writer on for the uh, Venom film, but she also did Seven Mr. Banks and Cruella. So there's some really, really excellent work in her back catalogue as well. Um, also did the screenplay for Fifty Shades of Grey, so there's another one. Uh, but really excellent stuff, the collaboration between them both. You can almost tell that, like especially for like Tom Hardy as well, that obviously being a fan of, of this character, that he really got to kind of of um you know really embrace and and put more in for eddie brock especially or you know in, in that sense or at least the story of where he feels that the character should go but yeah great collaboration there from kelly marcel and uh, tom hardy for this film i i enjoyed it not 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 enjoy it to the sense that i think it's amazing like i i was looking forward to this film um you know on the back of the first one really want to see where they'd go and and now that we'd established eddie and venom as you know you know living together and, and being together that's where I was really looking forward to this story going, and that is pretty much the highlight of this film. I'll just go over the synopsis for the film. Still sharing his body with the intergalactic symbiote Venom, journalist Eddie Brock is reeling from his breakup with Anne, but that's the least of his worries when serial killer Cletus Cassidy bonds with the chaotic symbiote Carnage and sets out to free his super-powered ex, Francis, from confinement. Um, yeah. This film just kind of goes at 100 miles an hour. It's just super fast, the pacing of this film. It's almost like they really want to just, just get at it, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's, there, there is still those moments. Obviously, there's slower moments, but I think that the pacing was just unreal. Like, it just went from... Sometimes that can be a pretty bad thing in film, especially, like, for example, the Suicide Squad film that came out a few years ago, um, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. That film just seemed to just be, like, just going at so so fast to get from you know one set piece to another um it obviously was a bit of a mess anyways that film but that's my like kind of example of how bad the pacing can be in a film because it just was just non-stop um with this one i think that because of the nature of the film and it's about obviously an alien symbiote who wants to eat chocolate and brains kind of thing who's just living on this earth and yeah i guess that there's 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 got to be some kind of you know 
paciness to this film because otherwise I don't know it would just be a bit of a it wouldn't be a dull affair because we'd, we'd get more maybe scenes of Eddie and Venom you know coexisting which are a real highlight in this film um, and I think we get you know that, that that's not to say that I'm I would be against any more of those scenes but I think that given that we need to you know establish carnage we need to then you know learn more about his back you know background and, and upbringing and why he is how he is now and how he got to where he where he is in in prison and facing the death penalty um you know we've all got that going off there's there's obviously some kind of like storylines continuing from the first one in particular like i've mentioned there Anne uh, and and his and her relationship with 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 eddie brock you know there's a lot of stuff going on but also you know we've got to focus on venom and his existence in 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 our world so i think the pacing works well um it is quick it does kind of feel like you're like well okay we're here already we're at the we're at the big showdown towards the end of the film but i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing my main issue is just it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit just messy at times i think that i i think i thought that some of the set pieces in this film though being so entertaining sometimes i find myself a little bit like i'm again a little a little bit lost with what i was seeing uh, which is similar to how the first one went down because as much as i think the first one i've already re, you know revisited the, the first one a couple of weeks ago now um which you can listen to now on the podcast um but even though i say as much as i enjoyed the first one there are those moments like i said with the fight sequences at the end you're just like what we're we watching it's just a big blur um and that kind of carries on a little bit i think andy circus does the best that he can um and you know mr andy circus just moment to you know appreciate that guy like mr you know motion capture and stuff and if anyone's going to be able to work really well with cgi and making venom look the best he possibly can do andy circus has done yeah he would be your choice and he has done an excellent excellent um yeah film and visuals with with what with venom and, and establishing that you know character and and building your know, bonding in, in particular with eddie brock and how they're living together like i said that for me is a real highlight in this film tom hardy again great performance he steals the show once again even though the film's venom tom tom hardy as eddie brock and his life with venom obviously we're continuing that from the first one you'd think obviously at the end of the first one it leaves that kind of like hope and optimism about you know they can coexist and only eat bad guys but it's getting to a point now where it's too risky to even do that because if he gets caught then obviously they'll get like you know shipped away they'll maybe even experiments done or just locked in like he says in the trailer we'll get we'll be shut in area 51 or something like that um so it's really kind of like trying to balance their relationship and it's just so much fun to watch the humor in this film is like the first one's got some funny moments like i mentioned that there are a few laughs in the first one but this one's got so much more like i i found that i say that the, the the comedy was well written um that the, some of the like i said that the the uh circumstances that that you know eddie brock finds himself in or in particular conversations with people in particular um there's a lot of interactions between Eddie Brock and Detective Mulligan, played by Stephen Graham, the great Stephen Graham, um, and just some great humour in there because obviously you've got Venom chatting away in the background and and just Eddie Brock trying to, you know, just carry on as a normal person would, would obviously without having someone in the back of his head all, all the time. And it makes some really, really great laughs and great sequences. And um, yeah, you've seen in the trailer, obviously, that there's, there is like kind of a fallout between the two of them real highlight of the film this 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 whole fallout and and you know venom wanting one thing and obviously eddie brock just wanting to live his life as normal venom feels like they're you know kind of been trapped inside that they should be out there you know kind of being the the lethal protector if you will um and it, it really is a great dynamic between the two and again props to uh, tom hardy for being able to you know work again the same way he did the first one when he had the when he recorded his lines for venom and put his little uh, ear, earpiece into it uh, to yeah listen to those lines and be able to 
respond and react to them. So really is great. They capture it so well. I thought Venom looks great in this film as well. Um, I've g- forgot to mention as well that we're going to split this podcast up a little bit again, uh, like I did with the Malignant episode. I'm going to talk a bit, you know, talk about spoiler-free review, like I am doing now. Not really wanting to give too much of the plot points away, um, but I really want to obviously go into some of the spoilery details, which will come a little bit later. So stick around for that. Um, but yeah, just back to the back to obviously what we were talking there with uh, with Tom Hardy and his performance really is great. I say Anne uh, Anne Wayne's character played by Michelle Williams. She's she obviously she's in this film. She's again not as much as in the first one, but I think they say that they they got that the right balance, and it wasn't necessarily that she was like a damsel in distress, which what people thought that potentially would happen in this, and that you know Cletus would as carnage, you know, kidnap Anne as a way of getting back at Eddie Brock and. Although it may go down that road, it's not that it's just kind of like just plucked out of thin air or that's like the go-to. There's still that relationship between Eddie and Anne. You know, they were together, they were they were engaged at one point and, and Anne does care for Eddie regardless of what he did. You know, there's still that layer there and of course now he's got Venom. It's, it's I say, it's a love story between uh, Venom and uh, Venom and Eddie as, as what Andy Serkis and Tom Hardy have both said in recent interviews and throwing carnage there and it has got some great, great sequences. Uh, let's just talk about uh, Cletus Cassidy for a second, obviously portrayed by Woody Harrelson. I think this was my one of my biggest kind of um, not letdowns, but I feel like it was a, a bit of an underwhelming performance. Um, I think that he kind of got the the level of crazy right, but I comparing him to the level of crazy he was in the post credit scene of the first Venom. I think it was toned down just a little bit, and I'm I'm not sure if that's to kind of get the rating that they wanted or if it was I don't know a creative decision or an artistic decision or something. But I, I felt that like. I, I found Cletus Cassidy less of a threat in this film to say the things that he's done and, you know, what, you know, the kind of just person he's been. He's, he's not fussed in, in well, he's, he doesn't care really about how many lives he takes or, or whatever. He is just a serial killer. Uh, it's just it's such a it's such, it's such a strange switch almost because at the end of the first one I mean in, in particular if you've not if you've seen the uh, extended post credit sequence as well when he goes into the details of the stuff that he's done and you're thinking oh, you you you're honestly thinking like blooming it like this guy's a sick individual like if he was to get a symbiote which obviously he's going to that would be carnage like it would be absolute like just it'd be hell. Um, and yeah, like I don't know. There's something about that the performance just seems a little bit toned down. Like he's still got, I said, that that level of crazy. But now that we learn more about him and 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 I say his necessary upbringing and and great as well visuals for this. When we when we do see and learn about uh, Cletus Cassidy's uh, like childhood, if you will, it's it's very well done with uh, with some great animations and. Uh, that's all I'll say on that because I say it's, this is still the spoiler-free side, but really is interested to see and, and learn that. But also, like I say, visually very, very, very pleasing. Um, but you know, we learn about Cletus Cassidy and and as, as mentioned in the synopsis, there uh, his relationship with Francis Barrison, well, his long-term girlfriend from when they were were at Saint Esther's. Esther's, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Either way, uh, Saint Esther's home for unwanted children in the which is uh, yeah where we find them at the start and that relationship. You know, we already learned that they are together and such, and it's kind of sets off both of their stories from that point for the rest of the film really um so yeah like cletus and that relationship there he's, he's, he's got motive there obviously that you know he's, he's obviously facing death penalty so he wants eddie to have his story and eddie obviously then you know can use that for his advantage by getting back on top and he just i don't know it's straight stranger the relationship between cletus and eddie it, it, i feel like that as well could have been explored more like because the pacing of this film is so so quick 
Um, you know, we don't really get, we, we see a few interactions of their meetings and such, but I feel like they could have been longer. Like, I feel like if we'd have spent just a little bit more runtime or used a bit more runtime um, just to see more of those meetings between the two, so that build-up, so it's a bit more believable to the, um, you know, to, to, to the build-up of, of Cletus eventually, you know, this this tension between them two and, and, and Cletus taking a bite out of Eddie's hand, which then gives him part of the symbiote to become carnage. That's not a spoiler, by the way, that is in the trailer. So just so you know, I'm not like giving anything away too too much there um but yeah like that's it's just a shame that they didn't really utilize that because especially i, I really wish to say on some level that i kept that level of crazy from from woody harrison's performance in the first end of the first venom in this one but i, th- I think cletus cassidy is the the weakest character of uh, well because we see so much of him it's not as i don't know he just, he just does feel like the weakest because some of the other characters for example naomi harris is heavily underused um you know great actress and and really felt like she probably was gonna have a bigger part to play in this she does on some aspects but i just feel like she's not really given too much screen time and a little bit like uh, riz ahmed in the first one it's kind of like wasted talent almost um so yeah never mind in that i think that you know they 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 how they were go- they were going for something with this film in terms of like let's keep it let's keep it sharp and keep it going keep it you know keep people entertained which is which is what they do for the best part because i think that i did find myself entertained if it wasn't by laughing at some of the jokes or lines between venom and and, and eddie um you know that there were there were some really really good you know tense moments or you know in particular the prison breakout scene with with carnage is absolutely fantastic and carnage designed for a moment i've, I've spoken about venom's design it looks really great in this film again carrying on from the first one but carnage design in this is absolutely on point like it's so good he's genuinely terrifying like i like it just that sequence as, you, as you've seen in the trailer when they're you know um when the police obviously shooting at him and he opens up his body so the bullets are flying through him and he's just absolutely going everywhere and throwing his tongue down this cop's throat and stuff it's just another level of just insanity at times like this is mad like it's so dark as well um yeah really impressed with carnage and uh, really yeah the design was uh, was what i was hoping for so yeah, overall, it's, it's it was it was it was all right. It was pretty good. It, I say pretty good. It was good. Like it was it was just not as good as the first one for me. I think they say there's some really really great moments. The humor in there is just really good. The, the, it, it's just really funny at times. Um, I just think that some characters are underused. Some performances weren't the best. Um, very silly in places. Like really silly. Could have been a little bit longer. Um, it's just yeah. Does does takes takes takes. You know, it carries on from the first one and takes us on a bit of a another another nice uh, like mini adventure between Venom and uh, Venom and Eddie. Um, that's really what I'll say on this. I, I'm going to come to a bit more spoilery stuff, in particular the post credit scene, in just a second. Um, but if you say if you're a fan of the first one, you'll enjoy this one. I don't think you'll enjoy it as much as the first one, but that's just my opinion. Obviously, I'm not going to say that you should like the film. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. If you if you enjoyed the first one, go check it. If you didn't enjoy the first one. I don't think you're going to get much from this other than a, very similar to the first one, I guess. Out of 10, uh, just before we get to the post-credit scene sequence, I'm going to give this 6.5 out of 10. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's all right. I, th- I can't remember what I give the first one. I think I give the first one 7 or 8, which I might have been too generous in its own right. But I think this one, the post-credit scene, bunks it up from a 6 to a 6.5 for me, uh, which is what we're going to come to now. So if you've not seen the film yet and you don't want it spoiled and you've avoided everything off the internet because it's been a while since, you know, we, we've had to see it in the UK. There's been a long time waiting. Um... 
yeah, it seems to be everyone's been talking about it. Even though they said don't spoil it, they have they, they spoiled it. And I, for one, did really well to like not let my curiosity get the better of me because I knew some kind of I knew what essentially was going to be popping up in the post credit scene, but I didn't want I didn't know like the you know the circumstance or like how you know that would happen. Um, so yeah, if you don't want to know what's happening and you don't want to spoil, come back uh, once you have seen it. Where I'll be talking about the post credit scene. So here we go. Post credit scene finally gets us a glimpse of Spider Man. Like it's great. Like I like I said, this for me was I knew this was going to happen. I knew that from the internet, from from even articles from like Screen Rant and so forth, like saying you know that um, basically obviously giving us the the the, the news that Spider Man was in the post credit scene. Um, so yeah, I knew this was going to happen, but I didn't know what the circumstances were going to be. And it just, I think that for me was great because you know we see Eddie Brock on the beds in the hotel room after they've kind of gone. You know they're on not on yeah they're pretty much on the run. Our Venom and Venom and uh, and Eddie on the back of everything because now people know about symbiotes and such. Um, and there's only so many brains you can eat without people actually not realizing that something's going on in town. Is there like people are dying, their heads are missing. Um, so yeah, Venom and Eddie are on the run and they're in a hotel room and Venom just obviously they're having a conversation. Venom says, "I'll show you everything that that I know," kind of thing or that was symbiotes have have learned over time. And just as he's doing so, like the room starts to shake. And then there's this bright light, and next thing you know, he's in like a different hotel room, and he sees on the screen there's a news report. It's J. Jonah Jameson, and lo and behold, Spider-Man is on the screen after obviously finding out at the end of Far From Home that he is uh, the Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and it's like here we go, there we, great. But the the thing for me that 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 was really great was obviously the room started shaking. There's that bright light, which straight away I was like, it's the multiverse of madness. It's either going to be some some you know impact from the Doctor Strange sequel that's coming out, Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness, or obviously what happens in No Way Home, what we've seen in the trailer of Doctor Strange casting the spell to uh, yeah to, to make people forget about Peter Parker being Spider Man, and it's like it's bringing Venom into the MCU. He's finally brought Venom into the MCU. You know, it's, it's really really like exciting for the future. Like I just want to see Venom and Spider Man on the screen together. And we do get Venom looking up to the screen, being like this guy, and it's just so exciting for what will happen in probably Venom three. Now I don't I don't think this means that. Venom's now going to be in No Way Home. I think Eddie Brock could potentially pop up in No Way Home. I've got a feeling that maybe the post-credit scene could be like the Daily Bugle or something, and Eddie Brock like is there as well. Um, just something like that to lead us into um, bringing Peter Parker into the next Venom film. Because if you remember at the end of Venom 1, obviously we've got Cletus Cassidy in the post-credit scene, and he obviously was the main villain in the second one. And now we've got Spider-Man in the post-credit scene of the second Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and that must mean then that obviously he's going to be in Venom 3 rather than, you know, Venom in, in No Way Home. But that remains to be seen. I could be completely wrong. That's what I think of it anyways. But that, that post-credit scene was great. It was so great finally seeing, uh, you know, a Spider-Man in these Venom films, something that those fans have really wanted to see. And we're definitely going to get it. We're going to explore that multiverse probably. And Andy Serkis as well has said that they definitely are leaning towards, obviously it will happen one day that Venom and Spider-Man will share the screen. So... Very exciting, very exciting. So the, the post-credit scene was was grand and it bunked it up from a six to a six and a half for me just because I was like, yay, Spider-Man. <laughs> so yeah, this is my thoughts on uh, yeah on Venom overall at the Be Carnage. Thank you ever so much again for listening to this podcast. I'll be back again, I don't know, at some point talking about something or other. Uh, but I really do appreciate you listening. If you've seen the film, let me know what you think of Venom at the Be Carnage. Was it worth the wait or was it just another kind of like, oh, here we go again? Um, but yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. Take care until next time.